0: Psalm 73, verses 25 and 26. The psalmist said, Who have I in heaven but thee? He's talking to the Lord. And he said, And there is none upon the earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and he is my portion forever today this morning for a little bit we're going to talk about this that god is still the answer he's still the answer amen come on let's pray for the lesson this morning and believe the lord god we just praise you in this house you're worthy of it today and we love you and love your word and pray now that it'll find good ground in our heart that it will encourage and strengthen us in our time of trouble Lord God, that we will rely on you and not on our own understanding. Lord, bless the teaching of your word today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give him one more hand clap of praise today. Aren't you glad you got the Lord? Is that how you feel about him? you glad you got him today? Hallelujah. You can be seated. God bless you this morning. Praise the Lord. I hope that's how you feel today. I hope that you don't ever lose that feeling that, Lord, I don't have, if it comes down to it, in heaven it's you. Now there's a lot of people going on to heaven that we miss and we can't wait to see them. But when it's all said and done and comes down to the line, Lord, it's you that I want to see. But he's talking about right now. We talk about that day that's coming, but he's saying right now I have help in heaven. I've got somebody watching over me. I've got somebody on my side. Lord, who do I have in heaven but you? There's nobody else that can help me in the context of this entire song, the things that he's facing and going through. He knows that I've got to have the Lord. He said there's nobody on earth Here, that I desire beside you. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't have family and friends and loved ones and all the things that come with living this life, but he said, I don't desire to seek out anybody else to take your place. I have you, and I don't want anybody else on this earth. I'm not looking for anybody in this life to take your place. I don't need another Savior. I don't need another defender. I don't need another healer. I don't need another provider. What I've got, I'm satisfied with, and there's nobody on the earth that ever comes close. makes me think one time about walking away from you or trading you in. Come on, somebody. Aren't you glad you got him today? I'm glad I've got the Lord. Look, Look, he's still the answer for every question. He's still the answer for every situation. God is who we need. And he said, my flesh and my heart faileth. The word there, it just means to cease, that it's finished, that it's come to an end. He said, "You know, if your heart stops, it's over. He's saying, when I feel like life is over, when my flesh and my heart are playing out and giving out. And it seems like I have nothing natural to rely on. But God is the strength of my heart. God is my portion forever. God is my strength. Friend, I'm telling you today, it doesn't matter what you're going through. God is still the answer. And when you feel like you can't take another step, God is still the answer. When you feel like your strength is almost gone, you need to remember that God is the strength of your heart. The scripture says that out of the heart are the issues of life. And friend, there ain't nobody that I want strengthening me in my life more than the Lord. I want God to lead me and to guide me, to instruct me, to correct me, to lift me up, to protect me, to save me, to heal me, to bless me. Friend, I want God on my side. And I want to always remember that God is the answer. Friend, he's your strength. The Bible says keep your heart with all diligence. Remember that God is your strength. I know that we have a lot of good uh, things uh, that we can access in this life today to help us. There are programs and there are plans and there are Therapies and there are doctors, and there are all kinds of things that can help us with a need, maybe in this life. But the thing that will give you strength is the Lord. Yes, that's right. mm. I don't know, maybe we're not convinced about that. The thing that will get you through this life, the thing that will help you, because let me tell you, it doesn't matter any of the programs or any of the things that you try. If God is not for you, if God is not with you, if you're not relying on him, the scripture says for me not to lean on my understanding, on my own understanding, but to trust in him and acknowledge him in all my ways. No matter what I'm doing to help me in this life, I've got to realize that it won't benefit me without the Lord. It's not going to help me. Friend, let me think, because ultimately, I've got to have him. Ultimately, I've got to be saved and I can't be saved without him. I need him. He is my strength. Man, Exodus 15 and 2 says, the Lord is my strength, and he's my song. Have you ever just broke out singing sometimes because the Lord's so good? Have you never not just broke out singing a song until the Lord, you got a favorite worship song or, or something like that, and without any music on, maybe you're cutting grass, washing dishes, doing something around the house, or just walking down the road, you just break out singing to the Lord? Yes. Friend, let me tell you, he is my strength and my song. 2 Samuel said, God is my strength and my power. And I can't go on without him. I've got to have him. Yes. Friend, you're going to face some things in this life. That's a fact. The Lord knows it. He said, in this world, you'll have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Well, I want to be with the one that's an overcomer. If I'm going to be an overcomer, I need to have the one that's an overcomer with me, inside of me. I don't need to be trying to uh, do this thing on my own or stand on my own two feet and say, I can handle this, God. Oh, no. I want God to be my strength and my song and my power. I want the Lord on my side. Come on, somebody. Psalm 18 and 2 said, The Lord is my rock, and he is my fortress, and he is my deliverer. He is my God, my strength in whom I will trust. He is my buckler and the horn of my salvation, and he is my high tower. So let me tell you today, maybe we need to be reminded that I don't have anybody in heaven but him. There ain't no other angel, you know, people love to want to see angels and we got angels that are ministering spirits. I believe in them. But friend, I want the Lord. I want him. He's who I have in heaven. He's the one that I turn to. He's the one that I'm going to call on. He's the one that I'm going to trust. I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord's a strong tower that the righteous run into and they're saved. Some men trust in chariots and horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. We're going to remember who we serve. We're going to call on that name that's above every name. I want to make sure that I remember that he's the answer I need and and that I don't want to replace him on this earth. Friend, If we ever needed the Lord, we need him now. If we ever needed God, we need him today. We've got to have him. We've got to make sure that we stay close to him and connected to him and, and we've got to remember him. Uh, the the, the lesson titled God is still the answer. That's, that's basically saying let me remind you of something. Let me re- remind you that God is still God. Can I tell you today that he ain't lost any power? He's eternal and he's eternally strong. He's eternally the almighty. Brother Arnold was talking about that last night. He said, he, he, he's the almighty. He said, there's nothing that compares to that. He's the almighty. And he hasn't lost any strength. Has he lost any desire toward his people? His plan has not altered. He still uh, wants to give us the kingdom. He's still coming back to get us one day. He's still filling people with the Holy Ghost. He's still washing away sins. He's still rebuilding lives. He's still helping people through the valley of the shadow of death. He's still preparing tables in the presence of people's enemies. Honey, he's still raising the dead. He's still opening blinded eyes. Brother Arnold told us of a story last night. He was in Canada preaching. Maybe some of y'all saw this video of, of the services. He was at Raven Woodward's, and they were, he said there were probably 600 people there at this service. And he said, while I was on the platform, he said, a, a brother brought this little boy to him, five I believe five or six years old, he said. And he said he had on a little suit and a little vest. And, man, he was dressed really sharp, and he, he was blind in his left eye. And his father brought him up there and said, would you pray for my son? Told him what was going on with his left eye. He was born without part of the pupil, so he could not see. And he he said, so I just sat down in the floor, called the little boy over to me and, and asked him, said, hey, do you believe if Jesus was here that he would heal you? And the little boy said, yes, sir. He said, well, do you know something? He's here. And he said, cover your your bad eye up and he covered and he said how many fingers am I holding up he said three how many now two and he said I moved over here how many now one he said now cover your good eye and he said how many fingers he said "I, I can't see anything there's nothing so he couldn't see anything he said now put both hands over your eyes and he said I didn't get up and do some big proclamation he said I just held that little boy and said now Lord if you were here walking on this earth and this little boy came up to you you would heal him he said, this little boy believes today that you can heal him. And I have no miracle power. I have no giftings. I have any, anything. But I believe that you're a healer. And I believe that you can heal this boy. So I'm just asking you in the name of Jesus to heal him. He said, he said, that's all I said. He said, I didn't feel no tingling, no chills, no nothing. He said, the little boy was standing there. And he said I asked him, said, put your hand over your, over your uh, bad eye. He put his hand over it and he said, How many fingers? He checked his good eye again. He said, Now cover you up your good eye. And he said, With his bad eye now uncovered, he said, How many fingers am I holding up? He said, Three. He said, How many fingers? Two. How many fingers? One. He said, and said, people were losing it. He said, the Lord healed this little boy's eye right there. And he said, and not only that, while people that were in another place, they were, I think, telecasting it or something to some other place, there was a woman whose hand had atrophied like that. And she normally played the organ and said, they started praying for her right there and said her hand just stretched right out and she got up and went and started playing the organ. And oh, let me tell you, God is still on the throne. God is still a healer. We got we to start believing that God's still doing some things. We got to remember God's still the answer. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with, with praying for people and praying a prayer of faith and asking God to touch them and to heal them because God's still healing people today. God's still doing it. I like what Brother Arnold said. He said, people, he said at a Bible college, he said, I was teaching, and he said a guy stood up and said, Brother Arnold, what do you do when people, when you pray for someone and God doesn't heal them? He said, I go, Next? He said, I'll just move on to the next one. He said, because sometimes God heals and sometimes God doesn't. And he said, and I've asked God that. And God said, it's because I'm sovereign. He said, and I know what I'm doing. He said, you just keep praying. The instruction for you is you lay hands on them and you keep praying. He said, God's going to heal them sometimes and sometimes they're not. But that doesn't mean because you already know you've seen it. You know that God's a healer. He gave such a great instruction. He said, He said, how many of you all in this place have prayed for someone to receive the Holy Ghost? Everybody's hands went up. He said, how many times did you pray for somebody to receive the Holy Ghost and they didn't receive it? Everybody's hand went up. He said, how many times did you ever pray for somebody again after that to get the Holy Ghost? Everybody's hand went up. He said, exactly. He said, you can't understand why sometimes they just come off speaking in tongues and why sometimes it takes them longer. Who knows? But God is doing what God's doing. And it's up to us to trust Him and to have faith in Him and to believe Him and remember that God's still the answer. No matter what I'm going through, God is still the answer. And he's He's the answer for the miraculous. These signs shall follow them that believe. I believe the scripture. I believe what God said, and I believe that he has given gifts to men. I believe that there are exceeding great and precious promises that he has for his people. And I don't believe it's so we can uh, make money off of it or make a show out of it or turn it into a circus. But I believe it's so people can understand and know that God is is a healer and that God is a deliverer. He said, man, you can cast out devils in my name. You can get those things that are binding people off of them. I know the day that Jesus is still the resurrection and the life. And if we had to, we could pray and God could still raise the dead even today because he's still the answer for what I need. I've got to have him. I've got to have him. He's the answer for everything. He's the answer for the miraculous. We've got to have him. But he is still the answer. You know, there are things that try to steal that knowledge from you or pollute it or erase it from your mind. And it's when we get through troubles and trials. It's when we get into things that are shaking our world. Sometimes we can forget. Sometimes we're so excited about what God's doing and it seems like, man, we're just on the highway to heaven. And, man, we're just flying down the road and nothing's going to stop us no potholes no dead ends no off ramps we're just straight and narrow and we're wide open and there's sunshine and rainbows and roses and man we're loving it but it ain't like that all the time matter of fact Job said man that's born of woman is a few days and full of trouble yeah We have troubles, we have trials. The trial of your faith is more precious than gold that perishes. Think it not strange, the fire trial that is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. It happens. Things come our way. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And sometimes that deliverance might come through you taking your last breath. That's what the Hebrew boys said. Remember we talked about that just a couple of weeks ago. They, they said, we're not careful to answer. said, whichever way God does it, whether he walks us through this fire or we open our eyes and see him, we're out of your hand, king. We're out of this world. We're out of this mess. We are delivered either way. And sometimes God will deliver that way. But we've got to remember not to lose our faith in God in the midst of our troubles. God is still the answer. When you jump over to Psalm 77, uh, the, the psalmist here, uh, he wrote to the chief musician this psalm. said, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. God's listening in your trouble. Whenever there are times of trouble, listen, days of trouble should be days of prayer. Yeah? Days of trouble should be days of prayer. Days of trouble should not stop us from seeking God. We should still seek him when we feel awful, when we feel low, when we feel troubled, when our hearts are broke, when we feel betrayed. Friend, we still should be seeking God. When we don't understand why this is happening, God is still the answer. When it doesn't work out the way that I thought, God is still the answer. When I have no solution in my sight, God is still the answer. And so we don't need to, you know, too many times when things get rough and things get going and we, we, we don't feel like God's listening and we're not sure what to do, we, we find a diversion somewhere. We, we start finding other things to take up our mind and, and to occupy us so we don't have to think about what's really going on. And instead of seeking God, we zone out. Come on. You gonna tell me you don't do that? I need something to take my mind off this. You know, a lot of times people turn to, to old habits. I just you know, because they think, oh, before before I started trying to serve the Lord, man, everything was fine. Now, man, I'm just fighting stuff all over the place. Hey, listen, you know, the, the the enemy that had you don't don't want to let you go willingly. And and he'll just stir up Things and your flesh will kick up and stir up things because it don't want to get under the obedience of God. But when we're going through it, that's when we should be seeking God. Look, things happen. Things go wrong, and we have trouble. But we can't let the remembrance of things that we've gone through or things that we've lost, things that have been hard, make us unthankful or forgetful of what's left I've heard, uh, maybe it was Brother Arnold preached about the God of what's left. We're so quick to look at what we've lost and take inventory of the things that are no more. And we forget that if we just have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, we forget if all we have in our house is just a little vessel of oil that God can still supply our need. Come on. This woman was facing a famine. She was facing, uh, uh, they were going to take her kids away and sell them off and and she was in trouble. She had no money. She had no answer, but she had some oil and all she had to do was believe that God was still the answer. And instead of telling the prophet, get out of here. I don't hear no nonsense like that. She said, okay, we'll start pouring. And they started pouring out of that little old vessel of oil. When she said, this is all I got, I'm sure it wasn't a 50-gallon barrel. It wasn't a tanker truck. They kept enough oil to cook with. They kept enough oil to, to just do things right there in the house with. And You know how big a bottle of oil you got in your kitchen? Unless you've been to Sam's Club, you might have that big. But, you know, you got that bottle. And they were filling up vessels, just kept pouring and kept pouring and kept pouring. And it supplied the need. Friend, whenever you feel like it's, oh, I've lost this and I've lost that, stop dwelling on what you've lost and start focusing on what you got. Because I can promise you by the word of God, you still got him. Hello? You still got him. He's going to be with you. Be content with such things as you have because he has said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Friend, no matter what you feel like is gone, Jesus is still there with you. And if you got him, you got all the answers you need because you and I are complete in him. He's the head of all principality and power. Anybody still excited that you got Jesus in your life? Sometimes we get so excited for the things he's doing that we forget about the one that's doing it. But I don't want to forget him because no matter what I'm going through, nothing matters without him. I still got to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. It's still Jesus that did it for me. He said, the psalmist went on to say, in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. What a lesson. I didn't post some vague meme on Facebook. Oh, whoo. My goodness, it got quiet. Somebody hurt my feelings. Somebody did this. This happened today. Well, it's the truth. But he said, in the day of my trouble, I sought God. I sought the one that's got the answer. I sought the comforter. The Bible says he's the God of all comfort. He's the God of mercies. He's the Lord God Almighty. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a savior. And when I got in trouble, when I found myself in trouble, I sought the Lord. I'm checking my pulse. I'm still alive. My sore ran in the night. Now, that word sore actually translates to hand. And so the word means hand. and, And it gives the image that his hand was stretched forth all night while he sought God. He said, and my soul refused to be comforted. I didn't look for anything to try to dull, the sensation. I didn't want to get comfortably numb and just zone out. I wanted to make sure that I was still seeking God because nothing else was going to do until I heard from the Lord. He said, I remembered God and I was troubled. I remembered him and I was troubled. I started thinking about God and I was still Troubled in my heart and in my mind because I knew what God could do and I knew that God can do anything and, and yet nothing was happening. He said, I complained about it. My spirit was overwhelmed and I dwelt on that. I considered that. I paused and I took a thought. I thought, what's going on here? Sometimes it's good to take a breath and say, what's happening? Start reflecting on what's going on here. He said, you hold my eyes, away. you know what? He said, I couldn't sleep. I'm so troubled I can't speak. I don't have words to describe what's happening inside of me. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. He said, I call to remembrance my song in the night. One man said, the Lord is my strength and my song. You still singing about him in your trouble? He said, I commune with my own heart. He's the strength of my heart. And my spirit began to make diligent search. And then I started with the questions. Because trouble can make us question what we know and what we believe. If we rely too much on what we just see. You can't walk by sight. you got to walk by faith. You'll see some things walking by faith. But, but you can't let what you see be the end all of what you're believing. Many people in the scripture saw things a certain way and thought this is just how it's going to be till Jesus showed up. And many times things look like this is the end until Jesus showed up. Questions begin to cause us to wonder where we are. What do we do? Sometimes in the midst of the fire, all you feel is heat. I don't see that fourth man walking around. But are you burned up? I don't have to see him. The Bible says Moses endured as seeing him who is invisible. In other words, he said Moses endured as knowing he's here. It's just as if I see him even if I don't because he's here. And even if I don't see him and I haven't seen him in the flesh, but I'm planning on it one day. But I haven't seen him, but I know that he's there because he is as good as his word and he will never leave me or forsake me. He said, will the Lord cast off forever? Is God done with me? You never thought that? Will he be favorable no more? Is nothing else good going to happen? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Have I messed up one too many times and can no longer be saved? Does his promise fail forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies and then take a breath and think about what you just said? Think about this. Because verse 10 is where you start getting your answers. In verse 10, this psalmist said, and I said, after I thought about all this stuff, I said some things I know. This present reality, this is my infirmity what I'm going through is real. It's happening. It's going on. But you can't let your present situation erase your memory of the God that you serve. Don't let whatever's happening right now in this present time make you forget the eternal God. Don't let let what you're going through right now make you forget that God saved you, that he died for you, that he filled you with the Holy Ghost, that he promised he's coming back one day. God is still the answer. When it looks like he's not answering, when I'm not hearing his voice, when I'm not feeling his presence, I still know he's there. Job said, I've looked all around me, frontwards, backwards, right side, left side. I can't perceive him, but he knows the way I take. He never takes his eyes off his children. His ears are always open to their prayers. God's still the answer. I don't have to uh, have him speaking to keep working on the ark. He's already given me the instruction, and I trust him about his word. He told Noah, there's a flood coming. Here's your instruction sheet, and Noah went to work. There's no other recorded word from God until the day he said, now, get in the ark. No other recorded word of God that God ever jumped down there and said, just checking in, doing a good job, buddy. Oh, we'd love that, wouldn't we? God, just man, if you would just tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, you're doing all right. We want that. We, we want that confirmation. But friend, God wants faith. Because when God speaks something, it's settled. He doesn't have to repeat itself. He doesn't have to say it again. He doesn't have to, He shouldn't have to. He shouldn't have to come down and tell us one more time, hey, you're doing the right thing. He told you the first time. This is what you do. So let's get busy doing And let's trust him. So the psalmist said, this is my infirmity, but I'm not going to let that dictate my life. This is not going to dictate my faith. It's not going to direct me into the rest of my future. He said, I will remember the years, the years the countless seconds and minutes and days and weeks and months and moments and nights and days and storms and sunshine. I'm gonna remember the years of the gain and of the loss. I'm gonna remember the victories. I'm gonna remember the slip-ups. I'm gonna remember everything, but I'm gonna remember the years of the right hand I'm going to remember God's power. I'm going to remember his authority. I'm going to remember God coming through. I'm going to remember that I'm still here after years. Do you understand what I'm saying today? That even when we would sit back and look and we could check the space of time, we like to measure time. We like to say, how long has it been? Here's my anniversary. Here's that. Well, friend, when you're going through something, just look back and say, you know what? I've been through a lot, but I'm still here. And the only reason I'm still here is because I have remembered the years of the most high. I have remembered that God is for me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? Oh, it was rough. I cried. It broke my heart. It hurt me. It almost took me down. But then I remembered that God was on my side. He said, this is the present state that I'm in. I can't do anything about it. It's a mess right now, but God's still for me. God still loves me. I still got the Holy Ghost. I've still been washed in the blood. Oh, he still died for me at Calvary. Come on, somebody. He's still coming back one day to get me so where he is, I can be also. I'm not going to let anything rob me of my eternity. I'm not going to let my present situation kick me out of the everlasting. Uh-uh. I'm going to remember that God is on my side. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. This is your answer right here. This is how you do it. This is how you endure. This is how you become if the Lord tears one of them elders in the church. I've been living for God 85 years. That's how you get there. I love it. Our older saints are going. I mean, that's time. We can't help it. You can't stop that. They can't be here forever. But if you want to learn a lesson from them, you sit in and talk with one of those saints that's about 75, 80, 85 years old, and you ask them about their God. Oh, let me tell you. And you know what they'll start telling you? They'll start telling you about how they were sick and God healed them. How they lost loved ones, but God kept them in the faith. How they had trouble or trial or test and God came through because they're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They, they know that God was with them. They, they understand that we walk in a road that's sometimes gonna be perilous. The scripture says in the last days, it would be perilous times. Friend, we're gonna have trouble and trial because that's just the way it works few of days and full of trouble it's going to happen but it ain't all trouble and even the trouble ain't so bad Paul said all this light affliction there's something about God who gives you peace that passes understanding he's letting you know that that peace is not the absence of your storm it's not the absence of your trial it's not the absence of your trouble but it's there with you in the trial to keep you going. It's with you in the storm. So you keep the faith. It's, it's with you through whatever you're going through. That peace of God that passes understanding. When our mind is stayed on him. Then we have that peace. Friend, I'm telling you. When we trust in his word. When we, our mind is on his word. Friend, nothing. When we love his word. Nothing offends us. It doesn't just. We, we don't throw in the towel. We, but we just remember the years how much God has done in my life and I can't let one little bump in the road let me throw away all the good all the time. Th- you know you, you think about all the things that Peter saw in three the three years he walked to Jesus and then you know he, he denied him that night that he was betrayed and he said he went out and wept bitterly. You know, we, we've talked about that in messages before. But you think he could have just walked away. He could have said, man, I can't go back. I, I, that was, that's the absolute worst thing that anybody could ever do to say, I don't know him. And just started cussing and saying, I don't know him. That's got to be the worst thing anybody ever done. But Jesus came to let you know that your worst doesn't have to define you that I am full of mercy and grace and love. And, and guess what? He didn't not love Peter for one instance. He never thought, mm, I knew that rowdy kid was going to deny me. I knew he was going to be a mistake. I should have took them keys back from him. I should have. No, none of that. But he said, Peter, I'm praying for you that your faith fails not. Your faith in me. I, I'm praying that w- through whatever you're going through, you won't forget about your faith in me. That you won't forget what you've seen about the words that came out of your mouth. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. I'm praying that you'll never forget the revelations that you've had. That you won't forget the feeling of water under your feet. Mm -hmm. And that's the same way he does with us when we feel like, that's it. I've done the worst thing I could possibly do. That's when you seek God. He said, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Just start reminiscing about the good things that God has done. And he said, Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? You know, the the funny thing is that trouble will bring questions, but remembering how good God is will bring a question that's more like a statement. Because after you start thinking about all that God's done, you think, and who is so great a God as my God? Who could have washed me from my sins? Nobody. Who could have broke that addiction from me? Nobody. Who could have healed my broken heart? Nobody. Who could have brought me through that valley, through that trial, through that test? Who could have healed my mind like that? Who? Nobody. But God. God is still the answer. When you start thinking about all that God's done, you'll come to one conclusion. It's still the Lord. He's still the one. (laughs) Listen, 2 Corinthians 4 and 8, Paul said, we are troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. My present situation may be a situation of trouble, but the scripture says in Psalm 46 and 1 that God is my refuge of very present help in time of trouble. In my, if my present situation is trouble, you've got help because God is still the answer. Don't worry about the questions. you got the universal answer. God is still the answer. And so he, that's what he's saying in verse 10, 11. 12, remember Remember, remember, he just keeps on that word. Remember God, remember what he's done, remember his power, remember who you serve. God is still the answer, he's what I've got to have. He's, he's the only one. And you know, there's a question Paul asked in Romans 8 and 31 What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Questions. Can tribulation do it? Distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? It's written in his word. For your sake, Lord, we're killed all the day long. We are like sheep accounted for the slaughter. But in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. God's still the answer. For I am persuaded that neither death Life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, height, depth, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God's still the answer for whatever you're, he said, whether it's something going on now or something that's coming later, God's still the answer. God's still what you need. Come on, somebody. Past victories. Listen, you can't live in the past troubles, but you also can't just dwell, hear me, You can't just dwell in past victories. Some people just, I remember what he did back then, but they act like he don't do it no more. We preach about leaving the past behind. Mistakes or victories, they serve a present purpose. Past mistakes serve a present purpose to remind you, don't do that again. Victories are supposed to remind you right now that God can still do it. Ecclesiastes 7 to 10 says for us to not save. What's the cause that the former days were better than these? You ever sitting around, oh, church used to be a lot better than it used to be. Hey, listen, it was good then. It's good now. And it's going to be good tomorrow. It's going to be good forever. He said, you don't inquire wisely concerning this. You can't live in the past because if you do, you stop your future. Whether it's living in, you can live in past victories and never have another one. That's what they talk about them folks that live in their glory days. Ever, they, they were high school athletes, they were superstars in high school, never did nothing after that. And all they can talk about when they're 80 is they was in high school and they, they won the, the, high, the championship game. What'd you do after that? Oh, I didn't do nothing. I don't want to say, man, one day God healed me. When was that? 35 years ago. I had never seen another healing yet. What? It's like people talk about things in the scripture. Oh, that that don't happen no more. Yes, it does. (laughs) Miracles still follow those that believe. It's got to happen. It's going to happen. In verse 14, listen in uh, Psalm 77 and 14. He said, you are the God that does wonders. You are that does. Not you were who did you are the god that does wonders and you have declared your strength among the people jesus christ hebrews 13 and 8 the same yesterday today and forever he's still the same god is doing it don't wall yourself off in the past don't stop god is still the answer what he did yesterday he'll do today and he'll do forever Said this second Corinthians 1 and 10. He said, God has delivered us from death. He did that. He delivered us, He does deliver and then we trust that He will yet deliver. He did it, He's doing it, He'll keep on doing it because he's still the only answer that I need. Don't let oh, I mean, don't, don't let your mind that what's going on right now make you forget. What God does. In Matthew 16, they were on the boat. Jesus said, hey, hey, guys, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And They said, oh, it's because we don't have any bread. I knew we should have brought some bread. We stopped got bread. We ain't got no bread. And they're doing it, and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm paraphrasing. I know it's up there, but I'm just going to go through it. He said, do you not yet understand or remember? When we had 5,000 people, how many baskets of bread did you take up? Oh, we took up 12 baskets. 4,000. We took up seven baskets. So how is it that you think if I didn't have bread, I could just pick up something and say, here, here's some bread. If we needed it, we can have it. Don't forget who's on your boat. Don't forget who's on your side. Don't forget the things that God has done for you over and over again. Just because you don't understand something right now, it doesn't mean that God doesn't know what he's doing. God's got it. Past victories should remind you of a present solution. Not that it can't be done, but that it will be done again. Praise God. I'm thankful for him. Boy, I'm right on time. Let's go ahead and stand. I had a few more scriptures, but I think I'll end right here praise the Lord Hebrews I'm going to end with this right here Just, just listen Hebrews chapter 10 and the writer here was reminding these believers in verse 32 he said you need to call to remembrance you know remembering is a big theme in the letters that the apostles wrote because God never wanted us to forget what he's done and how he is So call to remembrance the former days in which in those days after you were illuminated, after that light came on, you endured a great fight of afflictions. You endured it. I'm going to jump down to 35. He said, so now don't cast away your confidence because it has a great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. We live our life by faith in him. And in life, we're going to have troubles and trials and tests and questions and situations. But we live by faith. He said, if any man draws back, my soul shall not have pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition but we are them that believe to the saving of the soul He said, that's eternity friend he said we're going to believe until eternity because God's still the answer if he was good enough to save you and wash you friend he's good enough to keep you he'll get you through it he'll help you out God is still the answer